In this episode of So Dramatic, can we touch back on something season one? I welcome back my guests from episodes four and five, Jennifer Devins and Meg Murphy. We revisit our topics of Sid and Nancy and Robert Maplethorpe, and as usual, go off on crazy tangents. Can we touch back on something? I have nothing to say Can to you. Can touch back on something? I don't even know who you are. Why are you here? Sometimes I, don't, sometimes I don't know who you are. Sometimes I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Yeah, so Jennifer, touch back on something? Yes. you came up with this amazing idea to do a Can We Touch Back on Something? So this will kind of be our little little um, sorbet palate cleanser, what do you, whatever you call it, to um, introduce our new season, just kind of while away the old season love it you too what was I your do. idea so i that's know it was my it. idea so patting myself on the back um nancy and i have a saying and i don't even remember where it came from but it's can we touch back on something i feel like it was your brother bob for some reason i feel and like I, it. and i see a picture yeah. and sometimes you'll text me or send me like a picture of someone yeah and for those of you who are well you're listening obviously you're not watching but there's a a gesture mm-hmm. that you do when you're thinking about mm-hmm. something and sort of put your hand to your mouth and your face contemplative and sort of very mm. contemplative mm. yes Can we touch back on I, you know what I feel like it came from I feel like there was some something was happening and you you and I maybe were I was telling you a story and like you like either stopped me and said wait <laughs> can we touch back on something I just feel like it was one of those random things where it became our it became list something. of right. dumb things we do yeah. and say wait a minute yeah, yeah. Yeah, am I here? Um, yeah. So, right. So I did so think you're, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was saying the genesis of this idea, I think, came from when we were talking and there were so many things that I, I wanted to delve into a little bit right. more. Right. And Well, again, I kind of ambush you with the, um, with the concept. Like you, you know, you came here not knowing what we were going to talk right. about, not knowing. So it's a chance for you to kind of go, hey, ever, you know, I want to say this or I, there's something that came up that I want to talk about. That um, now that I know what the topic is and gives you a chance to, and then I don't have to do any work. No. I can just sit here and. Now I'm going to ambush you. Because actually, we're not going to really talk about Sid and Nancy. Oh, no. We're going to talk about something that came out of that. That we had Donuts? Big... Okay, I'm actually going to cover up my materials here that I have. <laughs> okay. Well, let's donuts. go back. So, okay. your episode, well, let's yes. touch back on something. Okay. Let's, can we touch back can on we something? Touch back See, on I knew this, this is perfect. Okay, yes. your episode was Sid Vicious and Nancy Spongeon. About the star-crossed lovers, love kills. Yes, episode yes. four, I believe. Episode four, of season There's one. A bit of a history okay. behind episode four. Yeah, I wanted to be episode one, everyone. Yeah, but I was episode four. Okay, but now you met Diane, who was I know episode it was perfect. One. It's actually perfect, and it's stars aligned. Crazy because you guys had sort of met, not really, maybe, but now you're you realize you have a lot yeah. in common. Yeah, we're getting married next week. <laughs> yes. We're eloping. Um, okay, so correct. Back. Yes, that was my episode. So during the episode, we talked a lot about um, some things that I'm passionate about, including one Mr. Leonard Cohen, and just the lore and fascination that we both have with the Chelsea Hotel and everything that went on in the Chelsea Hotel and kind of the artist crib that right. everyone shared there. Right. And so I thought today we'd talk a little bit about Leonard and Marianne. Okay. So... 
Um, are you Marianne. familiar with Marianne? No. Okay. Well, this is perfect. Okay. So, Marianne, are you familiar with the song So Long, Marianne? I don't know. So long, Marianne. It's time that we began. Anyway, it's one of Leonard's. Okay. I, okay, you do know I'm not a huge Leonard. I know you know I'm not. I kind of forgot that. The one song is that Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay, but I been covered don't even like his version of it. Okay. Yeah. So is it that you don't like the music? Do you not? It I just don't really doesn't like speak his music. to you. Okay. Yeah. Well, this part. I don't like his voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Besides oh that, God. I love I'm them. <laughs> okay, hold please while I compose myself. <laughs> For those folks, anyone who's not either me or Nancy, sitting here, Nancy said that with the straightest face. You know, I just, I really don't like his voice. <laughs> but this is, you have to understand this about me. I have issues with there's some singers who I don't like and like it drive like people will literally like be like wait what I'm like no I don't like what like um Neil Neil Young oh I don't know yeah. I don't like Neil Young and I've had people go wait what right you're like, like you're not you? American like, you're no, not, yeah. well, not even not even that but like they've never heard that before that someone so didn't like yeah it's it's me like I have the issue well I know people who like for example don't like the Beatles right you know and it's like you don't like the Beatles like, no I don't like the Beatles right. for you know but it's just the the funny part of what just <laughs> happened was that I mean this is a singer and you just like you had this big revelation like I just I don't like his voice so I do like perfect because the fact that I love his music when other people do it that's what tells me I don't like how he does it versus yeah 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 but I do love his his music by other people (laughs) okay you know what I was just gonna sell a CD yes I do okay this is an embarrassing fact that I do listen to CDs okay Please don't hold that against me. But I was going to sell. It's called Tower of Song. And it's all, it's like these famous artists, you know, musicians, singer songwriters doing Leonard Cohen's music. Oh. I'm going to give that to you. Okay. Okay. On a CD? Because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it is on a CD. I'm sorry. You're good. I'm going to give it to you and then you can just put it in do your you have, like. Sorry, do you have a track? Because. Wait, I'll give you a CD and you can put it in like a time machine yes. for your kids or their kids, actually. I'll like display it I still, with I my st- antique collection. <laughs> right. Here's the. No, you can play it on your. No, I have here's, a. Here's the petticoat. Here's a petticoat, petticoat from my great grandma. Here's a. Sewing machine. Right, so, right. Here's a. Here's a washboard. <laughs> and then there's a CD. Right. Okay. How much time do we have? Because, whatever you want. Okay. It's not, this is my show. I can do whatever I want. Well, actually, it's my you know? show today. <laughs> yeah. yeah this, you're is the boss. Just, this is my show today. Okay. So, anyway, absent the music or the voice of <laughs> Leonard Cohen, let's just touch back on his, who he was okay. and his life and okay. just this crazy, like, um, just this artist who had such a larger than life appeal. Yeah. And some really interesting stories that I just want to kind of share with you real quick. Um, and so, Marianne is his main muse so leonard was a ladies man in fact i think one of his cds let's just call them albums because that sounds way more uh, normal Mm -hmm. than cd right so let's just say album sounds super hip was called the ladies man okay so he that's his thing so marianne and there's a movie out um i think it's still out it's called something marianne and leonard Words of love. 
so you and I are going to that. And I'm going to make you sit through it. Okay, great. But um, I was told there'd be no music, so hopefully there won't I be. I was told there'd be no Leonard I was told. I was told he would not be singing his own songs, that they would all be covers. The movie is a story of enduring love between Leonard Cohen and his Norwegian muse, Marianne Ilhan. Ilhan? Ilhan. I'm not sure. How do you spell it? I-H-L-E-N. Ilhan. I mean, he's, she's Norwegian. Okay. So for our Norwegian good. listeners out there, yes. feel free oh, to let us know yeah. how I butchered that. Uh, filmmaker Nick Broomfield chronicles their relationship from the early days in Greece to how their love evolved when Leonard became a successful musician. So I'm showing Nancy a picture of Marianne okay. right now. Oh, I like the um, photo booth one. Yeah, there's okay. a photo booth yeah, one, which is cute. super, okay. super, she's super alive? cute. She died uh, three years ago. Okay. Yeah, and there is a video out of Marianne, and I can't remember who she's with, but they're having lunch when, like, a year before she died, so very recently, where they're actually doing a duet of So Long, Marianne. Was she a singer, so, too? She wasn't. Um, she was a poet and an artist, but not a singer. So there's a lot of information, of course, about the of the two of them and kind of how they became uh, a duo in a way, although he was seeing a bunch of other women and all kinds of things like that, because that's he that's who he was. Uh, Janis Joplin. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, I guess I probably knew that. Mm-hmm. They had a big affair. Anyway, a couple things about this. So, so she was his muse, one of his muses, and is the namesake for the song So Long, Marianne. And one of the famous lines in it is, this is so Leonard Cohen, mm-hmm. if there's not a crucifix... In a Leonard Cohen song. Oh, really? Oh, he's, his music is very, in fact, there's a quote in here about his, what he brings to his music. Mm -hmm. And they talk about him and just then the basic uh, theme in his music is he's just very, very sad. Mm -hmm. And it's very laden with Jewish (laughs) imagery. And I know we're not talking about Morrissey. No, but the the sadness, I mean, you and I have a huge connection with like super sad music, right? I mean, that was all we listened to in college. I yeah. still, I hear like a Zymox song and I'm oh. like, I'm ready to nap because right. that was what we'd listen or to. Or just weep. Before we, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Blue. Oh my gosh. Yes. So the words, one of the most famous lines in So Long, Marianne, she held on to me like a crucifix as we went kneeling through the dark. And he's using kneeling as an action verb, as we went kneeling. hmm crawling through the dark she held on to me like a crucifix as we went kneeling through the dark so he is canadian mm-hmm. uh was canadian he died a few years back um was canadian and came up through the ranks of poetry and wasn't really even a performer mm-hmm. or a singer songwriter really more of a poet and so the the thing that i thought was really interesting one of his first performances and I just want to read this real quick one of his first performances talked about how he just basically had a complete and utter meltdown on stage Mm -hmm. when I introduced him he walked onto the stage hesitantly his guitar slung across his hips and from the wings I could see his legs shaking inside his trousers he began Suzanne which is one of his most famous songs with the hushed audience leaning forward in their seats he got halfway through the first verse and stopped. I can't go on, he said, and left the stage while the audience clapped and shouted, calling for him to come back. We love you. You're great. I can't do it. I can't go back. 
He smiled his handsome smile. He looked about 10 years old. His mouth drew down at the sides. He started to untangle himself from his guitar strap. I stopped him, touching him on the shoulder. But you will, I said. He shook himself and drew his body up and put his shoulders back, smiled again, and walked back onto the stage. He finished Suzanne, and the audience went wild. So it's just interesting, um, not only how he kind of came to as an artist and a musician Mm -hmm. and a performer, all the while, while Marianne was kind of making a home for themselves and then her son, who she had with a former lover. And he said after that show, he left the stage with, and this is a quote, the people baffled and my career in music dying among the coughs of the people backstage. Even after his encore, he wrote, I thought, I'll just commit suicide. Nobody really knew what to do or to say. So I just thought that was interesting because he has this. So that was one of his first performances? Okay. Yeah. And it's interesting because he performed, I mean, I've seen him countless times Mm -hmm. in London and I mean he performed prolifically actually so it's it's interesting Mm -hmm. that he started out as this shy Canadian Mm -hmm. poet beatnik and you know was living with Marianne in Greece and Mm -hmm. then they moved to Oslo and then they I think she was with him at the Hotel Chelsea kind of coming full circle to that I think that she was with him there um, for a little bit although the research says that while Cohen was making his name in Manhattan Marianne lived in their house on the Greek island of Hydra. In the summer of 1967, he convinced her to move to New York with her nine-year-old son, and she took an apartment on Clinton Street, while Cohen, for the most part, continued to reside at the Chelsea Hotel. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, there are a number of his songs that reference Clinton mm-hmm. Street. Um, so that's interesting. So I just wanted to, um, I don't know, take us back mm-hmm. to the Chelsea Hotel a little bit yeah. and some of the uh, activities that were going on there with right. my favorite people. Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Which is not your favorite, but I'm going to convince you. Yeah. It's gonna, I'm going to make right. it my life's work. We don't have to like the same things. No, we don't. But two, I wanted to mention, too, because since you and I had our, recorded our episode, I what you know one of the things about this creating these episodes is that I do so much research, and... It's like you couldn't never stop. Like there's there's always something more to add. There's always something more to talk about. There's always something. It's like I can't have a five hour episode, and but that's kind of what I want you to. So I have to edit at some <laughs> yes. point, right? And there's a stop the presses, right? When I go back and go, oh, here's a new piece of information, or here's something I didn't mention. It's like I know that I know for sure there's things that I'm not mentioning that I'm not bringing up, but for the sake of you know. Brevity. Brevity. Yeah, right. And interest, I have to cut things out. And so I did watch a few more movies, a few more documentaries about Sid and Nancy. And again, it's interesting, like the different take, the different perspectives, the different, you know, that that people have. Um, And then I watched this movie called CBGB. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? I've been there. Oh, for God's sakes. Yeah, I've been there. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it was defunct. It yeah. like it. Um, and I have a T-shirt from there, actually. When did it close? Well, Patti Smith was the final act. And I don't I'm not sure what year that was. It had to be in the 2000s. Right. Yeah. Because it, as I said, I've been uh-huh. going to New York, you know, right. yearly. Um, and so when I visited there and got my T-shirt, it was mm-hmm. almost like more of a um, 
it certainly wasn't the CBGB uh-huh. of old. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like get a t-shirt, kind of right. look at the space. Okay. But I do remember the walls in mm-hmm. particular, like you can't forget that. Yeah. Um, the walls were crazy, but I can't remember what was there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like this disgusting, filthy space. Yeah, totally. But created this this venue for these bands to flourish and uh talking heads and who else was there iggy pop i said that already yeah cbgb gives you the heebie-jeebies <laughs> yeah it looked dis. yeah it was disgusting the the it, just taking this on a very quick um mm-hmm. tangent as we're talking about this i'm getting the i'm kind of back to new york mm-hmm. and it's a i don't know if you agree with me on this i mean i love New York Mm -hmm. and people think well Chicago is a small New York and I know folks hopefully Mm -hmm. are listening all over the world right now I will say I don't think Chicago is a small New York I think New York is has a heartbeat and a soul and a spirit that's like no other place Mm -hmm. on earth and as we talk about the Chelsea Hotel and CBGB's and all Mm -hmm. of the various underground and above ground not to mention Mm -hmm. donut plant Mm -hmm. um I just find New York to be a living, breathing creature all mm-hmm. its own. Yeah. And CBGB is like, well, probably was really the heart of the music mm-hmm. scene there for up and coming acts. Yeah. Certainly not necessarily, um, you know, acts that had already proven themselves, mm-hmm. but certainly the stomping ground. And just how cool is that? Yeah. I mean, filthy comes along with the territory. You got to right. be filthy. If you're not, yeah. if it's not disgusting and rat infested. Yeah, for sure. Probably not real. At least yeah. not in New York. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's been great touching awesome. back yes. on something Thank you with for you. doing this. And yeah, it's for been having fun. the idea. I can't wait to come back to do another full episode. I yes. just am waiting for Ooh. my next assignment. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I gotta think about that. Maybe Leonard Cohen. Oops, no, I'm just. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't <laughs> suspect that at all. You'd be like, um, no, you're wrong. All right. Okay. Thanks, Thank Jenny. Thanks, love Nancy. You. I love you. So Meg, you and I are here. We are doing, do you have your drink? I have my Corona Light right here. Okay. You and I are doing our recap. We're going to call it, can we touch back on something from our episode about Robert Maplethorpe? Okay. So this is your chance to (laughs) clear your name. Anything you said or anything you learned since then or any any insights you want to share with us, it's your chance. Because I had all the power the last time, right? You can talk. You can talk. <laughs> I'm giving Beach like, like gasping You're giving me looks. crazy. Yeah. Like, what are you talking That's about? It's not a video. It's all audio. So I just wanted you to get a chance to kind of talk through our, I know you've listened to our episode now. You've thought through it. You have copious notes. I do. <laughs> super Um, quick right recap anything you want to talk about i'll say this when you initially um asked me what i thought of maple maple thorpe's work yes i said erotic controversial black and white red yes and then i came back to that at the end because i was trying to come up with like why did i say red right and is there something in my visual memory that uh, that's real that there really was something red i mean or is this just I was like looking for words and I right. threw red in? Well, when you search for Maplethorpe's images, you see what you expect his images of people and bodies. But he also did a series of photographs of tulips and lilies 
yes. which were both pink and red. Yes, he did colors. So yeah. when I saw those, I think that okay. I remembered those photographs. Yeah. I do remember the photographs of single floral stems. Right, 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 right. He did. He did for sure. Yeah. What do you know about that work? So he, I know he did a book of flowers and I think it was in color was because called. he asked Patty Smith, can you write the foreword to this? And he's like, I know you like my black and white work better, but this is in color. Do you mind? And she's like, no, that's okay. So she, there was color flowers. So I right. know that that's, you're not making that up. Good. Right. Do right. you know anything about his inspiration to do that work? I don't. I don't know that. I know, like, so I just gave you a copy of Just Kids, so I want you to read no, that so and look excited. at that. But Thank I just you. read M Train by her, which okay. is a book she wrote, more focused on her relationship with her husband. And you would ask me during our thing, like, where did they live? They lived in Detroit. And Okay, I was thinking about them in Michigan. In the, yeah, they lived in Detroit. In the 70s? Yeah. And so she was married, it said 1980 to 1994. Okay. And he died of a heart attack, like kind of a sudden right. thing. Sad. She never Still married young. again. Mm -hmm. So wow. she's like, I think she's 71 right now. Okay. That, that, she said that was, her first love was Robert. Fred was her, her second, second like her last. love of her life. And she never married again. Right. Really amazing. And is she still in Michigan, or did she move to New York? No, she's in New York. Else? Yeah, because okay. M Train is all about her, like going to these cafes and writing. And a new book is actually coming out. So my niece Jennifer is like loves Patty Smith, and she's like, I've already bought tickets. I'm going to see her. She's writing a new book, and I'm going to see her like talk about this book. Awesome. My sister Mary and her friend Casey like love New York, and so they gave me this M Train book to borrow. So I'm reading about. So Patty Smith is like literally writing this book she yeah she's in new york and it's just interesting it's like she's not she, i'm reading her book and i there's half of the references i don't get are they all new york city references no they're like writers oh. like rimbaud and jeanette g-e-n-e-t i'm like i don't know who that is huh. but then the other half are like the show called the killing which is like this series on netflix that i've been watching i'm like mm. and she wrote like two pages about this detective i'm like I'm watching cool, that series. I'm in. Like, yeah. Right. So it's this weird kind of like I I don't know what you're talking about. I can't relate to this like w you know, it's just a weird mix when, of stuff. When was this published? M Train was pretty like last few years. It's uh -huh. pretty recent. Right. But the other thing I want to talk about is her songs. So remember we're like what has she written? Right, like right. what oh, good. Okay. you have some notes. Okay. So I have notes. So do you okay, because the night you and I talked about that. Gosh. Do you remember um People Have the Power? Can you sing it for me, People beach? have the power. I don't know. But she sings that. Uh-huh. Dancing Great Barefoot? Message. Can you no, sing that I for can't. me? No, I will not sing that. <laughs> she sings Gloria. Of course. Okay. Uh -huh. Van Morrison wrote the song. She did a yeah, version of it. Love that combo, right? right? Van Morrison writing and she's uh, singing it. But her first line was, Gloria. Jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine. She's so badass, right? <laughs> um, what was it? The Passenger. But Iggy Pop wrote The Passenger. He did that song, that super funky. It's just interesting to kind of go back and look at her music and what she, you asked me too, did she draw? She was, she did draw. It, right. She wasn't just a writer, she's, so she yeah, would draw. Uh -huh. She and now she's like her book has a lot of Polaroids in it, um, but she was she was like an artist. She had she brought like pencils and stuff to New York to to draw and stuff like that. But I think her writing was her poetry and was the key. Well, she's also got that that voice. I mean, she you know 
She has stage presence and yeah. a powerful uh, femme fatale yeah. rock voice. And I watched a show on Netflix called CBGB. Yeah. Did you see that? No. Or do you know anything but, about that club? Um, so Kevin, my husband, has played in a couple ensembles through the Old Town School. That and They do the music of CBGB. You're mm-hmm. kidding. Mm-hmm. So, so what do they do? What do they play? Iggy Pop. Yeah. Um, Patty Smith. I mean, I'm going with yeah. the, 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 the low the cherries Ramones. here. The Ramones. Yeah. Um, who else was early punk? New York City. It was this little club that these guys all got their start at. All these these yucks. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't know about the CBGB, which was the name of the club. Yeah. But it's where a lot of these people got yeah. their start. Yeah. And she actually, Patty Smith, she was the last performer when it closed. So she performed the very yeah, last night. That's cool. Yeah. The very last. She closed yeah. it down. Amazing. Like, yeah. So my son, who's nineteen, um, toured this summer with a post-hardcore punk band no he did not and we went to this final show he went out east like these kids playing this whole like odyssey it literally was this odyssey they played in um what's the name of the band um porcupine porcupine so he had his final show at uh in pilsen at this uh football chicago football club like indoor soccer arena but they have a big space for where bands can play and it was like um eight different bands and each band had like a 20 minute gig so they they only play like for 20 minutes but there it's post hardcore punk it's kind of mash pit hard hard stuff um he sweats my son drums for him and he's you know sweats and it's like punk and i don't get it my husband doesn't get it and of course we're the 50 year olds in this crowd of 20 something year olds and we just sort of hung back and our son was really happy to have us there but it is the new genre. Okay. There's something here. There's this community um, around this post-hardcore punk mm-hmm. culture, like there is a community around all these subcultures. But, you know, we don't get it. But that's probably a really good thing. Right. Well, that's kind of the whole point of any sort of rock and roll, right, uh-huh. is that your parents don't get it. Exactly. They can't, you can't yeah. like the same music as no, your parents. Right, you shouldn't. Right, right. Because it's different. It's rebellious. But for yeah. parents who think they're cool, which I guess is all of us, we're like, you know, no. we should try to like this, but um, but we don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. But it's cool that it's, they call it post-hardcore yes. punk. Oh, that's amazing. So I just wonder, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that the, Liam would talk about the influence of punk in it, but it is hard and fast and tight. You know? Really? It's, um, yeah. I think anyone would hear the punk. Now, um, did your son, did you tell him that I did Sid and Nancy in episode... I didn't, I didn't even talk to him about See, Sid and Nancy. Isn't that crazy? I know you're like, do you speak to your family you ever members? Talk? Oh, because you don't. You're not sitting down every night having a hard time with your teenagers like right. I am. <laughs> um, I should talk to him about Sid and Nancy though. Yeah, tell him to be- listen to that episode and see what he thinks. Get some feedback, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's super in New York City as well. I mean, you know, kids uh, kids know what's up with New York City and the history of New York City. No, they don't. The fact that your son does is pretty awesome, right? That's fantastic. Well, you should have him on as a guest. I should, but I don't know him well enough. Oh, and he'd be true. like, I'm too lame. I'm too old. No, that's not true, but anyway. All right, so anything else that you needed to share? I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to talk with you about. Um, I know, we're like, what What were Patty Smith's songs? No, I, yeah, because we didn't remember, and I didn't really research, because my focus was Maplethorpe, so I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about Patty Smith, mm-hmm. and I was like, mm-hmm. well... 
I read so I read this M train again, completely interesting perspective about her. So the actual area she lived in was St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Right. It's just north of Detroit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where were you? Where did you live at? Where were you? I'm from Saginaw, Michigan, which is about an hour and a half north of St. Clair Shores. Okay. St. Clair Shores is on Lake Erie. Okay. And it's near Gross Point. Um, okay. So Detroit has the city of Detroit and then these surrounding suburbs. Yeah. It's a working town, mm-hmm. but um, interesting. You know, it, it makes more sense that she was in Detroit. Yeah. As opposed to other places in yeah. Michigan. There's just a little more culture going on there, okay. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, we, we talked a lot about censorship of art. Yes. And music. By the way, did you see the Manet exhibit? I did not. Well, look, is it gone? No, it's not. Well, should we go? Yeah, let's go. I went to, oh my gosh, I was in St. Louis, and I went to the... Um, what is the exhibit? I, so I'm with my family in St. Louis. We're at the zoo, and I'm like, the art is the art museum is like I could walk to it. And uh-huh. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go. I gotta go. <laughs> so I literally was like, you know what? I'll meet you guys back. I literally like ran out of the zoo, ran <laughs> to the art museum, and it was Take it for one. It was why can't I think of it? Degas? No, Degas. The exhibit? Yeah, was it a Degas exhibit? It might have been. I literally did like the entire museum and like third like i ran i ran through the museum mm-hmm. right where's that baby it was a day guy who's the one who did like the tropical scene go again go again damn you yes da- go again right i got, got to the i got to the thing where he's like his first girlfriend was 13 oh. his next girl was 14 i'm like you're an asshole I'm done. Were they French women or no, Polynesian, Polynesian women? women. Yeah. I'm like, you're you're a pedophile. Yeah. yeah so I'm like, wow. I'm done. I walked out. I was so mad. I'm like, wow, you're man. dick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't no, no, no. You're you're a pedophile. So I walked out, I walked through the museum, great stuff. And then I was just trying to have my private alone time. My husband sends me a text and says, By the way, you have our car keys. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Like, no, oh, come back. Yeah, so my you're done looking at the draft hour, maybe. So I did not see that, but I, I love I, a day in the museum. I know. Is there a photography museum in the city of Chicago? I have no idea. Columbia College used to have one, mm. but we should search there, out. Uh, the Art Institute has a special photography like section. I've never, right. I don't think I've seen, I've, I've walked through it, but I've never, there, I wonder if there is a special one. And they, Oh, so okay. Speaking of, so my I'm saying nephew, Ashley, who's actually older than I am, who I love. Ashley, you need to be on this podcast because you he's amazing. Hey, he's a photographer. He's amazing. Have him to studio in. He was at the Getty Museum in California, and they had a friend who worked there who took them through a special private tour through Maplethorpe's the archives. They went through the archives. Nancy, you should have him in. Right? So yeah. Ashley's like, we're flipping through these. These, He said the flowers were what got him. Beautiful flowers. Was um, Maplethorpe inspired by George O'Keefe, do you think, in those flowers? Or is that just like a super simplistic comparison? Oh, I don't know. Because the flowers aren't, um, they don't lack a certain quality of eroticism themselves. So, yeah, George O'Keefe, for sure, there was some eroticism. Yeah. I almost feel like, so I know Maplethorpe studied sculptures and statues and sort of, form. so if you think about like that form mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. like what that was, and he studied flowers forever. So he was Tulips. always looking at that. 
and tulips and lilies both have those um what do you call them stamina or something yeah. like that it's, yeah and i don't know if it was so much i don't know i don't know if it was all sexual or, or just all. the aesthetic the beauty yeah. the beauty of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, so i'm was... super excited to read <gasps> what, yes what's the title when we just kids just kids yes so you're gonna read just kids and i like I literally looked at that and was like, okay, I reread it because I read it nine years ago. Right. Awesome. So I'm like, I looked at that and I'm uh-huh. like, we got to, uh-huh. this is amazing. I love so. it. Thank you so much. It's it's a beautiful cover. It is the, beautiful. The black glossy yeah, I think with you're a, like a beautiful picture of them and I'm really excited to read it. But I want to thank you for like coming back. I'm super excited <laughs> about So Dramatic. I think you have an, a most amazing um, concept here, and you're so, so good at it. Well, I'm you're lucky natural. to have amazing friends who are super smart and will, like, indulge me and sit with me and, like, be like, let me talk to them and pretend like I know more than they do, which I, I don't. I love the cozy studio. And I know. You love my my. I feel freedom. like Mal, Mal is next to me, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Frida. It's Frida. I'm staring at so you. That's so cool, my, Nancy. Uh, inspiration. What is the, Who did this? I don't know. I bought it online. It's some. I don't know. We'll talk offline. Love it. Come up with a name. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Thank you for the recap. Thanks for touching back on something. I love you, Meg. Love being here. I love you too. Awesome. And just remember, it's okay to be so dramatic.